speaking of, because Aaron, you brought up um, <laughs> our Guy Fieri video last recording. Yep. Have you guys seen Shane Gillis's Guy Fieri spoof? Oh, no. Shane Gillis is a stand-up comedian, and he has this like three-minute sketch um, mm -hmm. where he plays like a version of Guy Fieri, uh, but he has PTSD from war. <laughs> His... Jesus. Dude, it's so funny. He's like got this spiked hair and a goatee, and he's in the Hawaiian shirt. He's like, "When I was in war, I had a traumatic experience." <laughs> oh, I have seen. Why this. do I? I yeah, this. that actually, you saying that actually, like, I think I might have. I seen am the grill sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've so, seen this. Yeah, just the concept I, I, had me. Uh, you had me with the concept. Yeah, the video is so funny, dude. Genius. I, th I feel like I have because that line I for sure I've heard somewhere. Someone has said it. Maybe someone did a impersonation of it, but like I've heard that. He's cooking up a spicy chicken dish that's hotter than napalm. <laughs> I, got, I can quote that hotter whole than napalm. Jesus Christ. Hey, Haruto, you can really taste that cinnamon. Dude, it's so funny. Speaking of which, on the subject, guys, I want to run this by you. There's no way Effieri. Has never done cocaine in his life, right? Oh, there, there's no shot. I I would bet so much money. I would take so much money on that that he's done coke. I would, I would take the opposite. I would take that he That's has crazy. never done. It. Oh wait, have, have you seen the real Guy Fieri? Like how he looked before he like created the Guy Fieri character. Doesn't matter, dude. If you That's if like... you've got that dog in you, if you've got <laughs> that dog in you, listen. Guy, is... Fieri, Guy Fieri's got two dogs in him, right? He's got he's got the foodie they're and he's got the cokehead. All right, he's got. They're, they're fighting each other at they're they're constantly at odds. The thing exactly. is, he didn't just create that character. Okay, he always <laughs> had it in him. Yeah, it was always somewhere in there, even if he didn't know. It, that right? dog's been him since he was a baby, Spencer. Always, Dude. always. When, okay. when he was a baby, that dog was a puppy. Now he's a man, and that puppy's a dog, and that dog's coming out. That's what I'm I saying. Will say, dude. I will say though. I would love to see Guy Fieri in just a pure, like, botched state. You know, like, just a total, like, unhinged, like, oh, coked out of his mind. You know, like, a state. Are you talking, like, Steve-O, like. like, Jackass 2 Steve-O? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I want to see him in, what is, what is his debauched, you know, what is his totally unhinged version? Got it. If it's not that. Dude, I don't even know if I know. He's no, just the I, same person. That reminded me so much of a conversation we had like a long time ago. I think it was when we went to San Fran to see uh, the Giants play, right? And uh, yeah. and yeah. I think we I think we had the conversation about what is what would your rock bottom look like? And, and <laughs> I, I I still I still go with this bit all the time that if I hit rock bottom, I'm picking up cigarettes, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just chain smoke. That's it. <laughs> That's the rock bottom. Well, no, I mean it'll be rock bottom regardless. But I just mean once I'm there, I'm gonna like I'm gonna pick up cigarette. I I think that bit is so yeah. funny. I, th I think you would have you would have picked it up on your way down down there. I feel you like think, no, I feel like I hit the bottom and then I'm like I need something to help. <laughs> so I'm gonna. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean that, that, that's it's like it, it's like when you're at your lowest, it's constant anxiety, everything, and just you just need a cigarette. And you, you want know? more. You want you want more anxiety. No. Exactly. It's just pure anxiety. It's like you finish one. It's like, oh, you you, you got to pick up another one. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking yeah. of which, what did we say Spencer's rock bottom is? Yeah, what is Spencer? What's your rock bottom looking like? I have no memory of this conversation. 
I honestly. Oh, what do you say? Your what? What? What does your rock bottom look like? <sighs> Lowest point in life you can imagine. You could possibly. Yeah. Honestly, I think my rock bottom, my lowest point in life, I had to live in a studio apartment. No, I, no we're not saying, up. like, Shut your lowest up. point, Shut like, to date. I'm saying your lowest point, like, ever. Like, what would it, what would you, the lowest you could get to be? Yeah, if you could imagine it. If you could just fathom it. Like, mine would be, like, I'd work, like, a, like a physical labor job and smoke cigarettes <laughs> all day. Like, That's your rock bottom? That's my rock bottom. Well, I got some I, good rock bottom. I feel like your rock bottom is not supposed to be. You're not supposed to say your rock bottom and be like, "Those doesn't sound too bad." Okay, but but like, I, I want my I want my like F like my F like life skills to be better than like you know most people see. All my rock I, bottom be- to be better than your twenty percent is what I'm saying. Your twenty percent on the so way to rock bottom. By all forms and variations of this question, I. I don't understand what okay say, say okay you lost your job you lost your apartment everyone you know is dead what are you doing <laughs> pick up a habit you pick up a vice you pick up a oh. vice and you pick up like a like a shitty job like what's your go-to shitty job and like vice probably like some something in delivery like delivering like packages or something where you can like okay. be, you know get the solitude if everybody's gone i want to be on my own I'm not. I'm not restarting. This is this, is, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah, you know, if Gio and Aaron are gone, I don't. Need, I don't want to meet you. Okay, what, what's the vice? Are you picking up like? Are you gonna become like a heroin addict? Yeah, like a coke guy. What are you talking? What are we talking here? What would be your vice? I don't. I'm not a guy that likes to go fast, so I don't see coke being. <laughs> oh, you want to oh, slow you, down? He's gonna, he's oh, you want to? You want a downer? He's gonna be a downer. Yeah, I could see that being. Spencer's just gonna create the gravity bong every day in his fucking like, <laughs> in his in his studio Last. apartment in his two hundred foot square foot studio apartment. He's gonna blast gravity his bong. mind away. Blast, blast his mind away. Want the burn? Yeah. yeah. No, I I think if I'm seeing like a rock bottom personally for myself, I, I I'm kind of with you right there, Aaron. It would definitely I would definitely have a manual labor job. You know, yeah. every, okay, say like you know every. Uh, uh, I got everything taken away from me. I got everything, everything. You know, you just, uh, you, it, it, I'm in debt. No yep. vision of even being able to get out of it in my lifetime. Any kids that I have will then incur my debt. I know this for a fact. <laughs> now I am, I'm, maybe I'm a job like pouring cement. You know, I have a job pouring cement. I chain smoke oh, cigarettes oh. all day. But that's just, that's me normal. Then I get home, yeah. pick up the needle. I burn one, <laughs> blow the blow the blow the the troubles of the day away, you know, in the spoon. Tie one on as they inject say. it. Yeah, exactly. Inject it. <laughs> uh, take you the edge gotta, off. Yep. I gotta ask while you're working this cement job, or in cement, somebody comes up to you, a nefarious character. They say, "Hey, I got a body. I don't want nobody to find him. See, you're about to pour and feed us cement." They offer you a little money. You looking the other way? You helping them out? Easy. Easy. If anything, I'm asking, <laughs> if anything, I'm asking them for a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, if I could get in with a mob instead of working. Like, because I was going to say, I'll, I'll work as like a forklift operator, you know. Maybe me and Gio are on the same. <laughs> we're, maybe we're sharing a one-bedroom apartment. Like, you know. Like, uh-huh. it, it, maybe so we're, we're chain-smoking together. How come I have to be on my own? Well, you're in Texas. Yes. Me, and, me and Gio live right next <laughs> to each other. This is stupid. 
What do you mean it's stupid? <laughs> you decided to move to Texas. That's not my fault. I didn't. I didn't choose for you to hit rock bottom in Texas. You can have a lower rock bottom in Texas. Oh, oh, that's I very true. It's a hypothetical. Because worst case scenario, me and Gio go be beach bums, right? Like we just go yeah. fuck around at the beach. Like you're actually so right. That's crazy. I never even thought you're actually so right. Yeah. You know what? That is my rock bottom. But you know, also addict, <laughs> also an addict. Yeah, yeah, of course. Gotta have a vice. Grow my hair out. Come on. Grow my hair out. You is now a heroin addict cement pourer that lives on a beach. That's your rock bottom? That's a good rock bottom. Like I said, that's a good rock bottom. That way I can hit the waves early in the morning, boom, (laughs) 3 to 4. 3 to 5 a.m., right? And then, boom, get out, get ready it's for dark. work. What do you mean? That's, that's, when you, that's when the best waves are. Don't that's you, what I'm yeah, saying. Clearly, you don't, he doesn't you, clearly get it. you don't surf. He doesn't get you it. No, surf. surfers go at the break of dawn. They don't go in the dark. You, you don't know it, nothing about surfing. Spencer, you live in Texas. Early. Don't talk to me about surfing. You're thinking about a surfer? Look at this beautiful Dude, long Dude, you live in Texas? I don't want to hear about surfing. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear shit. You go get in and out right now. Go get in and out right now. I go get it out right now. It won't be as good as over here. It won't be as good. It won't be as good. It's a mile away. You stop your water burger. Stop it. It's your stupid smelly water burger. Go get some green chilies on that bitch. Eat the fucking jalapeno ranch. Text me a picture of your water burger no less than two weeks ago. That's irrelevant to the conversation at hand. It's relevant to the conversation. How dare you? Would also like to note I probably have a dog with me at this rock bottom. Oh, dude, of course. Come on. (laughs) But but like a medium dog, not a big dog. Not a small what's, dog. What's medium? What's medium? Like a like an Australian shepherd, Australian like shepherd dog. Okay. Well, yeah. You don't want too small or too big. That's what I'm sure. saying. Because too big, then you got to feed it too much. Yeah. And then too small, it, it's, it's got to die because like a coyote's got to be. Eat it. It's got to be like just barely like living uh, as you're just barely living, you know. In dog form. And the, but the, your guys are best buds. You know, he's kind of your only solace. And then yeah. and then you know what? Even more. Okay, here's my real rock bottom. My real <laughs> rock bottom is that then one year after he died. One year after the dog died. Yep. Dog has died. My only friend in the world. He's been with me 20 years. <laughs> at rock bottom. He's died. Yeah. Now I'm like I'm like, you know, doing clown gigs for <laughs> for my for my bar tabs, you know. Like going around Maybe, maybe maybe I intentionally start a fight in the bar just so I can have a place to sleep in the jail. That's true. That's my rock bottom. Start a little squabble. See, Spencer, that's a good <laughs> rock bottom. You're talking about like smoking weed and like in a studio apartment. Come on. That's what, that, yeah, you're fucking offensive. That's basically what I do on the weekends. Okay. Yeah. Right. Shit. Getting blasted. Going for in and out. Talking about the movie. Like, we've been <laughs> but yeah, what movie? Oh, we're, t- we're talking about. What movie, are we right? talking about? What movie are we talking about? I can talk about this all day. Wow, Spencer has a bad rock bottom. We're, we're talking about network. Geo, this is your choice. I'm gonna let you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, speaking of rock bottoms, uh, this is a man <laughs> that has hit his, you know, uh, network 1976. I mean, this is one that's kind of been on my watch list for forever. I hadn't seen it before this, uh, but I knew it was good. Everyone says it's good. It's one of those ones that's just like on everybody's list. And, uh, you know, I finally just wanted to watch it. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I've got, I guess, quick synopsis. You know, this guy down on his luck, Howard Beale, uh, he just got fired from, his, uh, from a news station. He's a newscaster, been working 20 years. And um, basically he says he wants to kill himself uh, live on air. And story kind of goes from there. I don't know how else to give it a synopsis, but yeah, I, 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 I literally just chose this because uh, again, it was been on my watch list, kind of been always in the back of my mind. 
uh, and just knew it would be good. I, I knew like all of us have something to get out of it. Uh, I know that Anchorman was like I, I inspired. But I took great like a, a bunch of inspiration out of this. Jim Carrey has taken inspiration out of this. Um, it's just kind of it's just one of those ones. It's like always up there on the list. And plus, uh, I we obviously know a little bit about Sidney Lumet, who directed it. Uh, that is Twelve Angry Men. Obviously done that on the podcast. Dog Day Afternoon and uh, so many others uh, and such and such. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this movie for anything. Yeah, um, just adding on to what Gio said about this film's place in like cinema history, um, it collected four Oscars. Uh, it is also the last movie. It's, it came out, I think, 47 years ago now. Uh, it's the last movie that collected five Oscar nominations in the acting categories. Shout out. Oh. Nobody's oh. done it since. Uh, it is on the uh, prestigious IMDb Top 250 list. Uh, oh. One spot above Stand By Me. Crazy. And one spot below Rush. Uh, <laughs> hey, which one's Rush? Rush was the uh, racing movie directed by Ron Howard starring. Oh, Chris. yes. If I'm being honest, does not get, I don't think it's the, the praise that it deserves. Personally, I think that's a great yeah. movie. Um, yeah, fair enough. But again, great movies. Network. This was my first time seeing it. Like Gio had heard of it. Uh, it was talked about a lot. You guys, if you guys haven't checked this out, you really need to. Um, CNN's um, movies series where they go decade by decade talking about the most influential movies of the decade. Mm. Uh, great series. Network was talked about a lot uh, in the 70s series. Um, so was familiar with it when Gio said it. Uh, I had a general idea of what it was, not the specific plot details, but knew of its mm. place. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think by the time we got to the end, I was like, it's kind of crazy how prescient this movie is, like how much of... What this what was supposed to be, I don't know. Like uh, the synopsis defines it as satire, but then when I was doing some research, the director said he never considered it a satire. Um, either way, this script has entirely predicted what news looks like today, where it's more hmm. television news anyway, which is more opinion based, more op eds, sensationalist. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you you guys are either have. CNN or Fox just on your TVs and are, I don't think it's part of your nightly routine to come home and watch the news. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's not part of mine. But I just, I see news on a lot um, at the office building I work at uh, and just in airports, which I'm in a little frequently now. Uh, and I've noticed that on like whether it's CNN, Fox, NBC, there is constantly breaking news. Like it used to be like, you, you see clips from news in the past, like breaking news was rare and it happened like in a very, something big had happened and you get the bum, 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 breaking news mm. and then like Reagan has been shot. Uh, yeah. Now, like breaking news is just the bar that's below the anchors, the entirety of the program. The entire broadcast is just breaking news. At least that's how they're defining it. So this really, it did predict what news was going to be. Um which is very impressive, I think, for the film uh, and very sad for what the media looks like for us now. Um, but, yeah, you can see, like, why this is considered to be a very influential movie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it it, it really gets that, like, 
uh, like kind of Spencer said, like the sensationalism of modern day journalism. Like, I mean, I, I literally can't think of the last time that I saw a news article and like read something that was like, I thought was positive, you know, like I learned something like, oh yeah, I, I have some information now that I didn't before. And I feel like I could use this like, you know, in like my, to process the world and and everything around me but yeah i mean uh, just the news in general is just fucking miserable it, it's it's just terrible and this predicted it like almost to like a scary like proportion like yeah, how yeah. like some of the like some of the fucking simpsons predictions you know it's like shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. it's scary how accurate this is and how much of a problem it's portrayed as in the movie and how much of a problem it is in like the modern world you know yeah. But I can't go any longer without without talking about this. Uh, so 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 we have we have one rule for picking movies on the podcast, right? We have we have one rule, Geo. And would, would you mind telling me that rule, Geo? For picking yeah, movies? it has to be on streaming service. But I'll let you say what you want to say. So 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 Geo picks this movie, right? It's Geo's pick, obviously. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm strolling along. I, I watch Barbarian. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna move on to, move on to the next movie, Network. And it's, you know, it's like ten o'clock at night. I'm going on searching through Max. Geo told me it was on Max. Not nowhere to be found. <laughs> nowhere to be found. <laughs> so, so, so Geo is. Uh, I, I feel like there, there should be like, obviously not now, but I feel like in the future there should be like a punishment for uh like for, for picking a movie like because because there might be movies okay let, let me let me let me tell you let me give you a let me give you an example right so what if there's a movie that you really want to watch but it's not on any streaming services i feel like there should be like a penalty you should be in the penalty box for like two minutes or something first off or do you cover the renting the movie oh that's not a bad idea that's not but a bad you, idea you guys are hilarious because you're it trying to all of you guys are trying to shift the blame from me. Because let me tell you the context. All right? Viewers, listeners, two and a half weeks ago, we chose these movies. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> we did do that. I chose, based on what I had in my watch list, HBO Max. What was there? At work, 1976. And what did I watch on streaming? At work, 1976. Did you on actually time. watch it on, on, on time. Max? Because I, I, watched, I watched movies on time. <laughs> I'm, you tell me Network was on that two weeks ago, and now there's no two and a half way. weeks ago. There's no I way. Did not just pull it out of a hat. All right, I did not just have it on my on my notes watch list. Okay, Gio's I got looked the through. EU VPN for, through. for Max. <laughs> they got I it looked over there. through. You think I just pick things uh, just to pick them? No, I have a method. Okay, and I, I looked through my watch list, just deep <laughs> on some of these on some of these streaming stuff. I know I'm gonna I'm, I know I'm gonna find something that is on streaming and that gonna be is gonna be interesting you know and i picked exactly that and it was and i enjoyed it personally <laughs> but lo Dude, and behold I, I, lo I and behold wish. wait because guess what two and a half weeks ago we chose these movies i know you guys watching your movies yesterday this morning hey no. that's spencer don't love me in there i watched this like three days ago and aaron was it on stream? barbarian ago barbarian i watched even before that i, I watched that like i, I watched, watched it the same day oh i don't know geo is 
story's not adding up. All of you guys are procrastinators. All of you guys are procrastinators. Okay, and you don't even let a movie sink in. Okay, that's I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. All right. So all of you guys, if anything, owe owe me some money. All right. <laughs> Next. I, I get to well, I, maybe... I get to pick one that we rent. I, I've now skimmed multiple articles since we started this conversation about movies leaving Max in June of 2023. Network is not on any of them. And well, that's false. To, to be fair, he watched I the fucking watched movie it. on it, Spencer. I, it. We can't argue against I picked it. it. I picked it off of the off of the watch list and then <laughs> watched it on HBO Max. Didn't just pick it off of my Apple Notes. Okay, this was on there. And hey, lo and behold, two and a half weeks passed. I guess that's a lot of time for a streaming service. Oh, and they take it off. <laughs> Gotta clear some space. Oh, that's funny. Hey, early bird gets the worm, you know? Early bird, I didn't have to pay, sure have to pay $3.99 for my rent. Okay. Rental. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was fucking funny. I, I don't know, I was thinking about it yesterday. <laughs> I was just like, damn, like, I, I, I think that's, that's the first time that I've, like, had to rent a movie for this. Also, I, it's a shame that the audience couldn't see like Gio's reaction to me talking about that because I almost <laughs> lost it. Like you, you, you looked so offended. That was so funny. Yeah. The, you guys are trying to like gaslight me right yeah, now. Yeah, basically, like, I absolutely was within the rules, and I and I watched it. I watched it with joy, with pleasure. On a <laughs> oh, it's very, it's yeah. great. Honestly, it, it, it's more of a problem with for like with me and Spencer because like. We, we literally could have watched the movie, like you said, two and a half weeks ago and not have to pay for it, but it's our cross to bear. We, we, we were like, oh, I got to fork out two ninety nine for this. I, honestly, I, I never really crossed like that, Gio. I just forgot that you had chosen him. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, is, that even, is that worse? He forgot. It is worse. No, you know, never mind. Worse. Spencer owes us money now, Gio. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I try, Aaron. I'm not gonna loan you three dollars for network. It's not gonna happen. Damn it! Uh, no, this was a very good movie. Uh, something I want to call out: um, the the first scene between uh, Max and Diana, like in the office at night. What a powerhouse scene! What a powerhouse scene! Like that was just Chef's kiss. That was awesome. Oh, you said it. You said it. Will like. William Holden and Faye Dunaway, just masterclass of, and on and it was that scene, that, like, made me think like, oh my gosh, Faye Dunaway just stole the show. But them going back and forth in that just really emphasized that. Like, it, for me, it was that moment. Every following scene, every scene, almost feel like someone stole the show. The acting in this was insane insanely good and i guess you know, I, I wasn't the only one that thought you know you got like oscar nominations or whatever but <laughs> her performance was just phenomenal the way she like played this character who has like no sort of vulnerability or whatever like that's not easy like her character like just on script i mean the whole script isn't easy but her character especially there's like lack of depth and like the way that the, what you have to portray her character, and then bouncing off of William Holden, like, mm -hmm. not only portraying that, but then doing it to a level where now you're on the same plane as the other yeah. actors, you know? I kind of want to agree with most of you, there's one part I want to push back on. I loved how her character was written. I don't think there's a lack of depth there. 
I think it's a great oh, character. Okay. Yeah. I would say the character has a lack of vulnerability. Hmm. And I really enjoy that because I feel like particularly at that time, you're not seeing that in female characters a lot. Like, hmm. it's just like pure, cold, no heart. I am here to cut throats and take names. Like, and it was done, like, written so beautifully, portrayed so beautifully. It, it's exactly what it should be. I feel like sometimes, like, we, we've seen a lot more in movies these days, and we've, we've even seen actors pushing back on it. But, like, the strong, badass female characters that they'll roll out, and it's just mm. like, this is so corny, dude. Like, this is so off. And I forgot, maybe it was Amelia Clark. There, there was a very well-named actress who, who came out and was like, if I get a script now that describes the female character as strong, I will just stop reading it and throw it out. I will not read the rest of the script. <laughs> uh, and the, wow. this was, like, such an, uh, an amazing character here. Um, very fun to watch. I also enjoyed, like, I think the things that she was bringing to the business and, like, the general, like, business discussions, they didn't feel... Like, sometimes I feel like, particularly when we're going back, like, those business room discussions or boarding discussions, like, you can very much tell, like, it the, the surface-level knowledge. The knowledge is so surface-level. Uh, I didn't really get that here. I It's honestly it's just super out of left field, I know, but if you guys watch The Boys on Amazon Prime, I feel that way about that show all the time. Whenever they have their, like, uh, boardroom meeting, and it's like, huh? we're down two points in the demo, and I'm just like, uh, like we're trending down social media I'm like that's not how those discussions uh-huh. go like i guarantee yeah. you they're not that base level uh so I, I i really i loved her character probably i would say she was my favorite character in the movie and then um william holden was my favorite performance um mm. movie second but either way they were both phenomenal they to yeah. me in a very good movie they were the highlights of it yeah no I, and you hit it and i think what brings her character over the top for me is i mean i guess of course it's the you have to give it all to the to the script uh, or a lot of it to the script so just like the material you have to work with and i know that they didn't deviate really at all from that and like you said like there's a clear understanding of how these things go but especially just as an example her first speech in the office about getting more risky programming and like and like terrorism that was fantastic that yeah. whole thing was fantastic because not only was the delivery great, was the writing great, but then going back to your point, how prescient it is just still like that perfectly predicted exactly what happened. Like, exact to a T to a T like that whole sensationalization and desensitization, like people, you know, like the audience almost being bloodthirsty, you know, like wanting like more getting desensitized. It's like, like, like just a regular old uh, car crash or like whatever they want to see more they want to see more like it, it, it get more risky get get more um dangerous or whatever because uh, that's what's going to bring in ratings you know and that's like what people want to see or, or whatever it's all that like all of that to get it just get off each other so well it, it, everything just came together on this mm-hmm. I don't know. Aaron. yeah i i mean <clears throat> I, I i have a few like a uh, kind of more general notes but i i love the I, I know that the that Spencer you mentioned that um, the director didn't classify it as a satire, but I I, I think that that's I I, I don't know I, I mean I, maybe like as a holistic like project maybe it's not you know satire but 
I feel like with lines like uh, the Communist Party won't see a penny of the the profits, you know what I mean? Like with shit like that, I mean that's satirical, right? Like without without, I don't I don't know. I I, I just feel like that that's a kind of heavy-handed term maybe to to put on the movie as a whole and i get that as a director maybe you don't want to just be labeled as a satire because there are very dramatic and good parts of this movie that aren't because some people may take like the term of it being a satire and and put that as like a negative connotation of the movie and think of things like uh like uh like borat or stuff like that like yeah in, yeah. in in terms of satire but i think you could do satire without the movie just falling into a, an entire satire and, and, mm. and I, and I like the, the, the satire in this movie. It's, it's almost like one of my favorite parts. It's like, like I said, like that line earlier fucking killed me. Like the, the communist party won't see a penny of the, like the profits from the, whatever they said, some business uh. terminology. Um, and I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it just, just to deviate, well, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off Spencer, but um, just to deviate that. And I think that quote was from the, uh, like the meeting, right? Where like it's like the 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 woman head of the communist party, yep, and then like yep. the terrorist group, and then like the uh, all the suits in that room, and it's like I think it's the distribution rights slash contract scene. Yes, um, with the terrorists, that entire scene was gold, comedy gold. Everything that they were saying, just like like you said, like the satire, the irony, the pure irony of like this terrorist group, this communist party leader, and like these suits all discussing like distribution rights and like money. And like blah blah, like you know, totally it going over their heads, like what they stand for, and like blah blah, exactly. and uh, you know all this, it's like technical terminology and, and, and stuff, and even like the terrorist guy, like you know, at the end, like shooting his gun up and like and, and just saying like give him the give him the fucking overhead or, or whatever. It's like not even you know it like the entire yeah. point of whatever political stance they were taking as is thrown out the window for this ca- to to conform to this like capitalism as soon as money gets involved, you know. Yeah. All right, switching gears here. I have a trivia question for you two. You guys uh-huh. ready? So we touched on how this movie won four Oscars, had I think probably nine nominations, was nominated for Best Picture, okay. did not win. And when huh. did not win Best Picture of the year it came out. Which movie beat Network for Best Picture? Godfather. 1976, right? Yep. Um, what's it called? One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest was the year before, so it's not that. Mm. Fuck, I have no idea. Wasn't Godfather? Wait, wait, wait. Is it something we would know, Spencer? It, like, like, realistically? 100%. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it was definitely before Apocalypse Now, which I don't even think got, um, got the best picture, but, Mm. um, uh, is it? What year did Poltergeist come out? It was 80, right? Yeah, Poltergeist is way after. That's yeah, yeah, 80. Yeah. It's like 80, 81, possibly. Wait, it might be uh, Jaws. Would it be Jaws? Oh, no. Jaws was 75, I thought. And that would make it 76 winning the Oscar. Oh, well, no, that was... No. I'll go ahead and say Deer Hunter. Uh, oh, that's a good answer. Fuck, I don't know. I'll say Jaws. I, I don't have a guess. Forget years. All right. So Gio's got Deer Hunter. Aaron has Jaws. The correct answer for which movie beat Network at the Oscars for Best Picture? Rocky. Fucking shit. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about That's interesting. Rocky. Damn. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. 76? Jesus. 76. Damn. Fucking hell. Also, just because you mentioned 
one of my favorite movies and my favorite book, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Shout out. Uh, super cool story. Jack Nicholson uh, at the 75 Oscars, maybe 74, I don't know, um, is nominated for Best Leading Actor for Chinatown. And he loses. And uh, the guy behind him turns to him and is like, oh, sorry about that, Jack. And Jack Nicholson turns around and says, don't worry, I'll be back here next year. Comes back next year and he wins for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. That's that's the man right there. You do it. That's a, that is how no one else. You do it. No one else. No one else. He is one uh, of a kind. I, he's he's a different breed. See it, dude. It's awesome. Like, so good. So good. Yeah. Really, really. But I mean, that that's just like, and I I really just can't get over all the acting in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy, and uh, I think I mentioned it before, but like, it's not just the leads. Like all the small characters Robert Duvall is in this movie yeah Yeah. Robert Duvall yeah we haven't even touched uh touched him but let me like just highlight um these two characters one the um Max's wife Uh, I I forgot what her name is in the in the story but it's like uh, her name real name is like Beatrice Strait if if I'm uh not if I'm correct um yeah I think I think and I think the wife's name is Louise or whatever but she has that 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 whole like after Max tells her that he's having an affair. That's like her screen time. This is like a five minute scene. This is her like basically the entire screen time of the movie, more or less. Mm-hmm. And she kills it. She goes off like this whole fight or whatever. She is so insanely good. She's like re- shouting at the top of her lungs to start off. Then she's like walking around, blah blah, and then like. Over the course of the five minutes, or the, over the course of the scene, like it kind of cools down, and then by the end of it, you see like the love between these two, or like whatever. You see like these people have been like married for twenty five years, blah, blah blah, and they kind of like go back into their into their like habits, their I don't know, their like emotions or whatever. But I don't know. She just stole the show with that scene, and then on top of that, the other side of character that I wanted to mention, the Jansen character, the um, what's his? Uh, I forgot who played him. Uh, it's something Duvall. It's uh or Ned Beatty, sorry, Ned Beatty. It was it wasn't I thought they were thinking another person he's related to, but um Ned Beatty, he plays Jansen. That he has that one scene where he's like sh- uh, just shouting in the boardroom <laughs> with like yeah. a spotlight on him. That was so so fantastically dramatic. Like he just stole the show. Now everyone's just stealing the show for me. Like it, <laughs> it, it it's it, it's insane, but like it's just uh, just to emphasize like the point that it's not just like the main characters that are, like are amazing in this. Everyone kills it. Anyone that has screen time, it's just everybody's crushing. A everybody's everybody's at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I acting was phenomenal. We touched on writing, phenomenal. One more line I that was in there, but just like may, maybe my favorite line, at least comically, my favorite line, Aaron. They referenced the second act low in this movie. Yep. Like they actually That's called right. it out. Yep. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know I love yeah. a good second act low. That that's, well, one, one of my favorite bits that we that we've had like throughout the years is that like the idea of the second act low, like calling random things like the second act low, like any like anything goes bad in your day and you're like <laughs> fucking second act low, I guess shit. Yeah. <laughs> In my second act, low real early today. It's eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, kind of yeah, I mean, in line but, with what you guys were saying. Like it's just it, like watching this movie initially. Like I was like about halfway through, and I wrote a note about like 
where are the movies with great concepts like this today? Like, what what a, what an interesting concept for a movie. Like, some guy that, like, goes bad shit crazy, and then they profitize the shit off of him. Like, mm. I, I feel like, like, something that simple is, is just not, like, done anymore. You know? It's something that simple and that good. It's just so... Mm. Another thing that I wanted to bring up as well is the... Like, how many fucking times are both of them going to get fired in the movie? Yeah. I, I, like, they get, they get fired, like, yeah, like Howard and then the, the other guy. They get fired at least each three times. <laughs> like, in the first yeah. in the first 30 minutes of the movie. It's so huh. funny. Fired and rehired. Hired, rehired, and stuff. We've covered the amazing acting and amazing writing. How about we turn over you, get in the cinematography realm... You know, it's with that slap shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, the slap shot that I chose for this one again, I feel like the, this is like <laughs> the the naming convention for this makes it makes it feel like it's just like one single shot. But I feel like I've kind of morphed it into like a scene almost. But like specifically the cinematography in the scene, so I feel like it's fair. Um, but for this one, it's definitely uh the scenes later in the movie when we get to his show um and uh, and it's this and it's filmed like a fucking uh, like 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 it's the wheel of fortune you know what i mean like yeah. it, it's the the shots where where it's like sweeping and the camera's like panning over the whole studio audience and stuff uh, it's just so like classic and it works so well for like the context of like what they're trying to make this guy into and also mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you got this uh feel as well geo but the um the set reminded me so much of the holy mountain like the oh, yeah like the yeah. backgrounds of the like yeah. the big spinning like things uh, and it's everything. that imagery yeah, yeah it's it's that it's that type of imagery yeah and and i i thought that was so cool when i was watching it yeah but that just that whole sequence just like the panning over the like i said panning over the audience cutting in close to him like zooming in and stuff I thought that was great. I just thought I, I thought all of that was great. I was Aaron. That was actually my favorite shot. Was in that that scene. Uh, it's after the first time we see it, first rant we see from him in the new show. Uh, mm-hmm. When he finishes and falls down, and it's yep. the low down shot looking up where he's in like the bottom right of the frame, and the audience is in the top. Oh, that was yep. beautiful. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. All, every all of the cinematography in this movie is really good though very solid like mm-hmm. i mean in the scenes where it doesn't need to like be overt it's not yeah in the scenes where it does it is like it, it's just huh. it, it's it's the perfect combination of it yeah. yeah yeah um as we as we near time here i want to ask a question about the ending of this movie huh. personally i felt that them choosing to assassinate him on the show i thought that felt like too much uh when that that scene and just that general like idea like that kind of plot idea didn't really jive with me but i wanted to see if that was just me or if you guys felt the same way i mean i thought it was i thought it was funny i i i again it's it's satire right it's uh, this is another notion of like the the satirical nature of the movie and the the satirical parts, but I, I think it was fucking hilarious. I, I, I like <laughs> at the end when they're like deciding whether to kill kill him or not, and and it cuts away as Faye Dunaway is saying like, "Let's just fucking kill him." 
Like, like, uh-huh. and, and obviously it's a reference to like, like firing someone from a show, right? And, yeah. and being like, oh yeah, let's let's just cut them. Like, uh, and and making uh-huh. decisions that change people's lives in uh, the snap of your fingers. You know what I mean? I I, th- yeah. I think that's what I got out of it, and that's why I liked it personally. I think it fit in with the characters' like motivations in it, and then also like just the funny part of it being. Oh yeah, well, well, I mean, the show's not doing well anymore. What'll make the show do better? Huh. Uh, let's just kill him. Like, why not? Yeah, yeah right. Like, we could just we yeah. could just That's... have him die on screen. Like, yeah, that'd be cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Sweet. All right. That's literally, what it was, right? Yeah. I thought it was fantastic because because I thought it emphasized even more the point that it was like getting across or like all the satire that it was it was going for. Like, it was like this, Howard. Be, like they exploited this man, this like just lunatic. This guy is having like a breakdown. Basically, they exploited him while they were giving while he was giving them good ratings. And then as soon as his ratings start to drop, they're like trying to figure out like blah, blah, like how to how to um, how to like just get him off the show or like just like change it up or like what, whatever they can do. Then literally they were just uh, like you said, Faye Dunaway says, let's just kill him. Well, let's just kill him. And then they go into a cold conversation like, oh, if we kill him, like it'll boost our ratings, like uh, however many points, like uh, however many. Uh, percentage uh, of the of the market or whatever, and it's lit- and then that leads into that great final quote uh, of the movie uh, that said, um, "Like after he gets shot, uh, and then it cuts to black." The uh, big white letters story of Howard Beale, the first man uh, or first known instance of a man being killed because of a lousy ratings. Yeah, like, that's, that's great. Awesome. That was a good great. So that's all. So all of that like plays into that. So I thought it was fantastic, personally, me personally. I thought it was fantastic, and it was totally within that realm. Like it's just, I didn't think it was out of the uh, out of the um, realm of the movie or out of the scope of the movie. Like that was that emphasized even more. That was perfectly for me. Yeah. Okay. You know, again, like you know, these are just opinion based things. So sometimes we get different takes on it, but mm-hmm. that was a very bold choice. So I wanted to see where we came down on it. Yeah, um, that's that's totally fair. I, I could definitely see, like, uh, what your issues are with it. It's not like it's uh, Spencer. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's it's more of like a. I I would have done that personally with the f- film, and I don't think that you would have. But that's I mean that's just the difference in like opinion. I don't think it's better or worse one way or another. Well, I, actually, I, I do, but I mean, it's just it's just opinion based. Like your uh, your your idea sucks. Yeah, actually. so uh, you're actually a dog shit, Spencer. Your ideas don't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's wrap it up then. Uh, <laughs> let's go to our closing thoughts. Uh, who wants to start? Geo, you want to start? You want me to start? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Geo started or Geo picked the damn movie. Spencer, you want to start? Or you want me to start? What's going on here? Oh, no. I'll start it. All right. Uh, so great things about this movie. Amazing set design. Amazing set design. Uh, not just in the show, but just in general. You really do feel like you're in the control room of a show. Um, I would imagine that it was one. Of, I think I read somewhere it was like one of the first show, one of the first movies to really like go into that thing. Like now, it's pretty common to see stuff like that, but uh, it was one of the first movies to kind of go behind the scenes of a news show, which at the time was huge. Um, I also really enjoyed that the scenes that are shot like in the New York Skyrise. You're actually seeing the New York Skyrise in the background. I is a huge pet peeve of mine that now like like everything is green screened and that that to me like they do it in shows like Ted Lasso where they don't 
that you could just so easily shoot with a soccer field behind you because it's a practice field and they green screen it. Uh, any show that takes place in a city, you can so very clearly tell that they're just shooting it in like a studio in Atlanta for like the tax benefits. And so it's a green screen, New York city. I hate it. It's lazy. I really appreciated seeing like an actual New York city for once. Um, we talked about the cinematography. Amazing. The writing, I mean, decades beyond what it should have been, uh, and funny and worked in dramatic scenes. The actors at the top of their game, you know, just touched on it. Didn't love the ending. Uh, even though it is satire for me, it felt like it was going a little bit too far into the satire. Uh, if I'm being honest, like, yes, this was technically great in so many ways, but it didn't quite it didn't grip me in the way like other movies we do on this podcast do. I wasn't like as locked in as I feel like I usually am. Um, but you have to appreciate it for what it is. So uh, I, I give it I give it eight and a half out of ten. That's what I'll give it. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Hmm. Um, kind of in a similar vein to Spencer. I don't know if this movie was super captivating to me outside of the scenes where he's actually preaching and stuff um the those scenes in particular i really liked how they were shot i really um they they just interested me and 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 like i said kind of earlier uh like this is such a great concept and you don't see that many concepts like this anymore like i i literally can't think of anything that's come out in the last like two years that would be similar to this type of movie at all and, and that's what i really liked about it and that's what i enjoyed about it um again my favorite parts like spencer said the set design it kind of reminded me of the holy mountain especially um yeah and then the acting all the performances are great the cinematography is great uh, on paper this is like a like a perfect movie right like i, I think on paper it it's definitely a perfect movie and it's up to the individual if they it, how much they enjoy it and I, again, it just didn't hit that well for me. Uh, so I, I'll give it like an eight out of 10 that for me personally, but honestly, the, the, this movie is like probably a nine or a 10. Like if you're, if you're grading it objectively, uh, but my subjective opinion is definitely eight out of 10. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you guys, you guys all hit it. Uh, all, all the points I, I, of course, this is, uh, extremely prescient, uh, now, uh, way ahead of its time. In terms of the writing, uh, acting, over the top. Enough said about that. Um, the set design, great. Uh, even just like the different almost styles of humor. Uh, I, of course, the whole thing was satire, but even like the opening scene, which we didn't talk about, uh, the transition from the guys talking drunk and having like this funny open conversation and like the hard cut to them being in a bar, like really silent, and then just Howard saying, "I want to kill myself." Like that. That was hilarious to me. Like that hard cut. And then um, even that first cat uh, broadcast where he does say he wants to kill himself and then no one's paying attention. So after the fact, and they're like, wait, what? It just, the even just the, the t- shows the tiny pieces of comedy create this whole, uh, on top of the, obviously the main through lines and the main big monologues, which are of course fantastic. Uh, enough can be said about, uh, not enough can be said about those. Um, yeah. Everything was really great about this. Um, like you said, uh, like you guys said, everything's subjective. Uh, it's up to how it affects any given person. For me, this really gripped me. I love this. This was right. I was right in there the whole time. I felt really engaged with it. Uh, I was loving every second of it. I don't know anything that I would change about this movie, to be honest, to be personally honest. 
But I would give this a ten for me, for me personally. I would give it a oh. ten. If anything, I would get maybe like a nine point five, maybe. Uh, but let, yeah, nine point five, ten, like that's it for me. Like this was Love great. It. Love it. Yeah, totally understandable. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time. I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm colonoscopy podcast telling you that if things are getting dark and you're feeling down, you better stay away from the George Washington Bridge. <laughs>